，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Olufsen 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。In addition to Sunday's haul, it was a great weekend overall for Taiwan's national team at the Asian Games. Saturday saw Taiwan receiving a gold and a silver in two different events. One of those golds was won by a teen speed skater from Zhanghua, who was competing for the first time at an international event. While another skater fought through an injury to bag the silver, meanwhile, veteran tennis duo the Jan sisters won gold at in a stunning comeback, following their defeat in Jakarta in 2018. Her first time competing at the Asian Games, 18-year-old speed skater Shi Peiyu on Saturday bagged a gold medal for Taiwan. At the podium, Sher bites down on her gold medal. Later, telling reporters that the experience was like a dream. The goal I set for myself was to stand on that podium, but the gold medal was a bit unexpected. Back at her home in Zhanghua County's Lugang Township, Sher's family received a visit from County Commissioner Wang Huimei, who brought flowers and handwritten words of congratulations. Congratulations to the glory of Zhanghua, the glory of Lugang, and of Taiwan. Most importantly, we hope she can continue on to the Olympics, where she'll give her best performance and fight for Taiwan. She has been interested in speed skating since she was very young, and her parents have seen how talented she is. However, the road to the gold has not been a smooth one. This is a hard sport to train for. In the summer, you have to be out there under the hot sun, and then in the winter, the wind is very cold in Lugang. However, because of her interest in the sport, she doesn't feel it's too hard on her. That's why she has always pressed on. Parents will not attach a monetary value to raising their children. If she's interested in something and she's able to fit it in with everything she's doing, then we will support her. In the 10,000-meter women's speed skating event on Saturday, fellow skater Yang Hejian also snagged a silver medal for Taiwan. <laughs> If it were not for my coach, I really wouldn't be here today. He really spent a lot of time helping me solve my problems. Two years ago, at the inline speed skating world championships held in Colombia, Young sustained a serious injury. The recovery process that led to Saturday's victory was fraught with sweat and tears. Actually, with about a dozen laps left in the race, my injury started to flare up. But I willed myself to press on. I really wanted to get another medal for Taiwan. There are many things you cannot control. You just have to face them calmly. I understand how bad she felt. After all, so many people have helped her. Meanwhile, Team Taiwan has also won a gold and silver in tennis over the weekend. The Chan sisters, Letitia and Hao Qing, took gold after defeating their fellow teammates Li Yaxuan and Liang Enshuo. Long holidays in Taiwan typically mean that people hit the road and visit other parts of the country. However, according to Tourism Administration statistics. 
During this year's three-day mid-autumn festival weekend, hotels were booked to less than 50% capacity on average, marking the lowest long-holiday hotel occupancy rate for this year. Only New Taipei and Miaoli County fared better, with hotels reaching roughly 60% capacity. One analyst said the low hotel bookings could be due to mid-autumn festival being a time for family gatherings when most people return to their hometowns. Meanwhile, room rates have gone up compared to pre-pandemic rates. And most people have already spent heavily on international travel since pandemic restrictions were lifted. All of those factors may have contributed to a decline in domestic travel, the analyst said. Lung cancer is the number one cancer in Taiwan. The Stephen J. Solars Memorial International Laboratory is a joint Taiwan and U.S. laboratory established in 2019 in Taiwan that focuses on lung cancer research. The National Cancer Institute and Stephen J. Solars Memorial Fund is in Taiwan to share their latest research and hopes for future collaboration with Taiwan. Our reporter Stephanie Yang has the details. Lung cancer is ranked number one in the top 10 causes of cancer in Taiwan, and also among the most fatal cancers in the U.S. Most patients in Taiwan and the U.S. are diagnosed with lung adenocarcinoma, but there are big differences in gene mutations. Therefore, identifying the type of gene mutation is important for doctors. Aside from the, the, the standard ones such as EGFR and some of the other driver mutations, there are other mutations that are associated with cigarette smoke and with environmental carcinogenesis that I think are certainly targets that we would like to, to be able to identify and, 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 and treat. The Stephen J. Solars International Laboratory was established in 2019 at the Taipei Veterans General Hospital. Through the collaboration between Taipei Veterans General Hospital, National Yangming Jiaochong University, and the U.S. National Cancer Institute. Its aim is to explore the differences in cancer genes between Westerners and Asians. The three teams focus their research on lung cancer stem cells, lung cancer tumor immunomodulation, and biomakers for developing precision medicine for lung cancer. They hope to study and develop more clinical treatment methods by understanding the factors that cause these differences. The National Cancer Institute and Stephen J. Salar's Memorial Fund are now in Taiwan to share their latest research and new tools. Well, the work that we've been doing is primarily involved with uh, the development of a cancer vaccine uh, that we initially developed in our laboratory with the support of the Solars Fund. The other things that we have been doing is to, is to try to model uh, lung cancer and esophageal cancer using induced pluripotent stem cells. Um, and this has actually allowed us to identify new targets and identify new drugs that we can use that um, hopefully will be more effective in the future. The major direction between the three ins institutes are complementary and I think both uh, all the topics are very important for the future development of cancer, normal cancer treatment. And uh, also the, in uh, uh, TBGH, uh, Taipei Venetian Hospital and the National Child University, we're working on the epigenetic uh, immunotherapies for lung cancer and also uh, collaborate with uh, regional medicines uh, to uh, reconstruct uh, the whole thoracic, uh, including the pulmonary organoid the environment to help 
uh, not only from the, the treatments, but also to can recovery the whole uh, primary environment uh, for the lung cancer patients. We have the heavy ion radiation therapy, and it's very successful so far. And I think maybe it's a new tool. And then also it's a very powerful tool to join this uh, study. I think it's promising. Stephen J. Solaris served as a member of the United States House of Representatives for nearly 20 years. He introduced several bills in Congress in support of Taiwan. After Solaris passed away, his wife Nina K. Solaris established a foundation to support the National Cancer Institute of the United States in cancer research. Solaris' stepson, Randy Glantz, is a chairman of the Stephen J. Solars Memorial Fund, and he expressed his hope to continue his stepfather's legacy and for the laboratory to help more people around the world. My stepfather, Stephen Solars, um, who had a very strong tie to the nation of Taiwan dating back to the 1970s, and it's uh, nice for my family to be able to continue this tradition. We look forward not only to improving the lives of the Taiwanese people, but eventually people uh, around the world. The commitment is to really extend the, uh, the, uh, the vision that uh, Congress so long uh, had from the, from the very, very beginning. Through the joint collaboration, the three teams hope to expand their research from not only lung cancer, but also other cancers to help more people around the world. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Dai Yalun in Taipei. Cohen Blau, senior policy advisor to the Formosan Association for Public Affairs, or FAPA, was recognized for 30 years of lobbying on Taiwan's behalf in Washington. The 64-year-old Dutchman says he'll retire in April next year. Over the weekend, Blau received the Order of the Brilliant Star with special cordon from Taiwan's representative to the U.S., Shelby Kim. What I do is I write legislation, mm -hmm. I talk mm -hmm. to members of Congress, anything to help Taiwan become a more normal country. We initiated, for instance, U United Nations for Taiwan campaign, mm -hmm. WHO for Taiwan campaign. Mm -hmm. We abolished, we seek to, uh, you know, state that the Taiwan Relations Act of 1979 and President Reagan's six assurances that they are the cornerstone of U.S.-Taiwan relations. Since joining FAPA in 1989, Blau has actively worked to increase Taiwan's visibility in the U.S. Congress. Posting on Facebook over the weekend, Blau said he was deeply honored and happy to receive the medal. Despite his retirement next year, he would continue to be involved in Taiwan-related matters, he said. On the third day of the Mid-Autumn Festival long weekend, Vice President Lai Qingde went down to Taichung to campaign not only for himself, but also for fellow DPP legislator Zhuang Jingcheng, who is seeking re-election in the legislature. Lai called on the people of Taiwan to unite in the face of Beijing's saber-rattling. He said if he is elected in January's presidential election, he will step up to protect Taiwan's sovereignty. On the third day of the Mid-Autumn Festival holiday, Vice President Lai's presidential campaign team, who styles themselves Team Taiwan, came to Junfu Temple in Taichung's Beitun District to canvas for votes. Lai also served in his role as a hen, leading her chicks, a metaphor locals often use to describe senior politicians leading newbies in politics. The chick in this case is Zhuang Jingcheng, who is seeking re-election in the city's 5th legislative district. 
Four years ago, Zhuang Jingcheng didn't go on his honeymoon. Mrs. Zhuang was helping him canvass for votes on the streets. So that's why Zhuang Jingcheng said a moment ago that of the more than 110,000 votes he received, 100,000 votes were solicited by his wife. So we can see that he cherishes his wife and shows gratitude for her. In his speech, Lai emphasized that peace could not be attained simply by signing a peace agreement or accepting the 1992 consensus. Only sovereignty can lead to freedom, democracy, and human rights. He called on the Taiwanese people to grasp onto their sovereignty and never let it go. Signing a peace agreement does not guarantee that peace will be attained. If a peace agreement can lead to peace, Tibet wouldn't be so miserable today. It does not mean that if you accept the 1992 consensus and give up sovereignty, you can obtain peace. Peace without sovereignty is what Hong Kong and Macau have. We must hold on tight to sovereignty and never let it go. Only with sovereignty can we have ownership. Only with sovereignty can we have democracy, freedom, and human rights. Please support me. I will stand firmly on the front line to protect Taiwan's sovereignty and promote democracy, peace, and prosperous development. The DPP presidential candidate promises that he will stand on the front line to protect Taiwan's sovereignty. He also calls on supporters to vote on the eight legislative candidates nominated by the DPP in Taichung so that the party can remain as the majority in the legislature and help protect Taiwan. A Tunisian immigrant and his wife are building links of friendship between Tunisia and Taiwan. After marrying a Taiwanese citizen five years ago, Frey Mohamed Ridha settled down in Taiwan. He holds events to introduce the beautiful cultures of North Africa to his Taiwanese friends. Highlights include DIY classes in North African crafts and culinary parties. His Tunisian heritage draws on Mediterranean, Islamic and ancient Roman cultures, as well as the inescapable influence of the Sahara Desert. This is a way like this. So you can imagine people wearing like this and riding camels and traveling with it. <laughs> Frey Mohamed Ridha from Tunisia met his wife Sheikh Haijun abroad. They decided to settle in Taiwan five years ago. Now, Frey promotes traditional North African crafts and cuisine through market events, introducing Taiwanese friends to his native culture. The Republic of Tunisia is the northernmost country in Africa, named after its capital city, Tunis. This piece of ceramic is a handmade and actually it's not made for this lamp because uh, we take uh, this ceramics from old buildings or old things like that and uh, we use it for the lamps or anything else. And uh, this piece of ceramic is at least uh, 70 years old. It was hard to begin promoting North African crafts in Taiwan, but the couple took their work step by step, holding many market events and culinary parties to build up a reputation and following. For the party tonight, Frey has been busy in the kitchen all day. He uses traditional Tunisian food as a bridge, the fastest way to create a cultural exchange. They prepared a set menu you could order. I loved it, it was awesome. The happy family of three continue to spread their cultural projects across markets all over Taiwan. Frey is planning more cultural experiences to create links of friendship between Tunisia and Taiwan.
The 30th Women Make Waves International Film Festival will be held from October 12th to the 22nd, featuring 98 films by female directors from Taiwan and abroad. Besides film screenings, there will be a series of post-screening discussions. Our very own Stephanie Yang has the story. Be ready. The Women Make Waves International Film Festival is now in its 30th year. The festival is the largest issue-oriented film festival in Taiwan and the largest women's film festival in Asia. By covering a wide range of issues, representations of women and genres, the festival hopes to provide female directors a stage where they can showcase their work and advocate for gender equality and rights. In celebration of the 30th anniversary, and we have the title Posture of Time, and uh, which kind of uh, trace back to uh, 30 years ago in 1993 uh, when Woman Make Way was established uh, for its first year. Um, it is a collective endeavors uh, by uh, multiple uh, backgrounds like artists, uh, activists, and scholars, and etc. And they collectively uh, formed this first edition. To celebrate its 30th anniversary, this year's Women Make Waves will feature old films that were screened in previous editions of the festival. Try to re-watch all the Taiwanese film that was showcased in Women Make Way before. Rewatching this film, we really want to talk about like how women's cinema in Taiwan could be. Imagine lowering yourself into the earth. But the festival's opening and closing films will be new works by emerging female directors. For the opening film is called Earth Mama, and the closing film is Amagloria. And these two films are actually both directed by uh, new emerging talents. And which is very important for us because for uh, the celebration of 30th uh, anniversary, we do trace back a lot of history and historical uh, aspect. But in terms of the opening and closing film, we really want to uh, stress about its nowness and its newness that is happening right now and what kind of new uh, perspective that these uh, new talents can bring to us. This year's Women Make Waves will feature 98 female-directed films dating from the 1980s all the way to 2023. One program will feature films from four different countries. Here we really want to celebrate the sense of collectiveness uh, that is uh, sort of the spirit of Women Make Ways for this uh, 30 years. So for this program that we uh, showcase uh, four feminist film collective films uh, that is from India, uh, South uh, Korea and uh, UK and also Mexico. The program really include different kind of uh, topics. It talks about topics such as uh, the uh, sort of the uh, women's movement in Taiwan. Besides film screenings, the festival will hold a series of panel and Q&A discussions. One panel discussion is centered on the Me Too movement and how film professionals should navigate the movement in Taiwan.
During the uh, panel discussion, we will invite uh, filmmakers and also producers, and also uh, and also uh, law uh, lawyers, and also uh, some uh, very important uh, figures in. Uh, gender-related organizations, and we will discuss about how uh, within the uh, film industry, how do we uh, navigate the Me Too movement in Taiwan, and also how to prevent, and what is some of the procedure to do on set, and also maybe be, uh, during the pre-production or the, during the post-production, like what is the uh, uh, the necess necessary practice that we should be care about. The Women Make Waves International Film Festival will run from October 12th to October 22nd at Breeze Cinema in Taipei. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Hu Chong-en in Taipei.